Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 10, 10 9, 8, 8, 8, 7, 8, 7, 8, 7, 6, 5, 5, 4, 4, 4 3, 3, 3, 2, 2 1, 1, 1. Let's go! Now it's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show. Mix Nutty 4.1. Good morning and welcome to the show. It is Wednesday, June 14th, and our city can boast that we are the Stanley Cup champions. Wow, <laughs> what an amazing night. What an amazing game. It still really hasn't sunk in for me yet. I, I, last night we were just like, did that, did we just really witness that? What, what is going on? I'm, I'm still kind of trying to process everything right now. Yeah, it's kind of craziest. And how cool is it just to utter those words that we have a, the Stanley Cup championship is here in Las Vegas. It's just within six years, the guys did it. It was uh, it was just an incredible night last night. It was amazing. And Foley, he called it. No. He said it's going to happen <laughs> in six. And look at that. And yeah, just uh, wow. Couldn't be more proud of that team and, and what they have done for this city. And to see them win last night, just oh man, it, I'm not going to lie. It brought a tear to my eye. I was so happy for them and excited to see what happens uh with the the stanley cup uh residency now that it's here in town and <laughs> uh, where that spot. ends up going so that's gonna be just amazing i saw it was at uh omni last night or omni whatever the, i don't know the nightclubs omni nightclub is that one of the nightclubs last night so it's already out clubbing the stanley cup is already out clubbing right now as we speak yeah the, last night right after the game my friend who uh has a lot of friends in the in the club industry. Uh-huh. He's like, they're going to Omni. Does anybody want to go? And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's like 930. I'm not going. But uh, yeah, just really happy for them. And oh, what a night. That was uh, absolutely spectacular. It was just, yeah, it was just, just madness here in the city and chaos and just seeing everyone celebrating and just the commentary afterwards. And the speeches were so, were so, so the speeches, we'll be breaking it down throughout the morning, but it was just, it was a magical night last night. It, it really was. And there was just an energy about the city yesterday. And, uh, you know, the game starts and just the energy starts building and building and building and Florida scores a goal. And it's like, okay, what's going to happen here? And all of a sudden they just put the throttle down and go. Florida didn't score first though, right? No, no. it's when oh, they scored their goal. Though. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a second. What game was I watching Was it last two? Night? They were up two goals Yeah, they were, they were up uh, was it two nothing? They got one. They got, I mean, they just kept trickling in, but it's like, this is past the point of no return. Yeah. I think a lot of people knew going into the game that this was going to be the night, but no one wanted to say it. Uh, there was just an energy. There was just a feeling. And it, when people were saying, like, acting as if we were definitely going to win it like tonight when we win i'm like stop saying that do not say that D- don't jinx it let's just 
let's just work, you know, hope that they work hard and, and come away with it. But we can't say it definitively. And after it happened, I'm like, OK, now you guys can talk about it. I, and I, that was kind of our approach yesterday when we're talking to Dave Gosher and uh, Carnell Johnson, Vegas uh, Golden Pipes. Uh, you know, that was kind of like we, we had a feeling that something really good was going to happen last night. But we didn't flat out call it. There was a news station in town. I don't want to say who it was. It was not Channel 8. But they came on yesterday, and they're like acting as if they won the game already. I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to win it tonight. But let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens tonight. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't about to be the the cause of the jinx. No, so not we, at all. we just kept it very, very neutral and very, very general. So yeah, we just watched that, and after that, I'm like, okay. It's perfect time for a walk. We went on a walk and we were just talking about the game the whole time. Like, I can't believe this. And of course, my husband had to go online and get some Stanley Cup merch as soon as it was released. So I, I guess we could be expecting that here very soon. That's smart. I heard like the hats are sold out at certain spots and they're expecting a line too this morning for people buying the merchandise. But that's smart to jump on there and get it while it's available right now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it wasn't a ton of it. Like all I wanted was a, a Stanley Cup patch to put on my, my jersey. Oh, cool. So I just got my my uh, jersey patch, and then I think he got a, a couple of T-shirts or something like that. But, yeah, it's uh, just an exciting, exciting night, and it's going to take a while for it to sink in with me. But getting all these texts this morning with you guys checking in, and uh, everyone is super excited. Happy Golden Morning. Oh, go Knights. They did it. And so I love seeing these. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. So hopefully you guys are in as great of a mood this morning as I think most of the city is. It's just uh, it's it's something we're going to be talking about all morning. So if you're not a hockey fan, be forewarned. It's definitely uh, on the top of a lot of people's minds. And for you, too. I mean, first off, Florida, man, the Florida sports team are having a, a tough go this week. It's red. They lose the NBA championship. They lose the NHL championship. But for you, lifelong fan of the Denver Nuggets, they win the championship this week. And then the following night, your hockey team wins the championship. Yeah, that does not happen very often. So I'll admit this, uh, the hockey one was far more you know exciting. I love the Nuggets. And yes, I, I did grow up uh, watching them and going to games. But uh, I think this one just got me a little bit more excited. This is the one I was stressing out about all week long. So it's uh, it's been a good week for sports teams for me. Now I just kind of hope that Russell Wilson does something with those Broncos. This season. <laughs> we a got lot time. of expectations. You got some there, time. So. You got some time. But let's start the show. It is time for the pre-show. You pick them. You guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear People Every Day by Arrested Development? <laughs> Change Would Do You Good by Cheryl Crow. Or do you want to hear Leaving by Jesse McCartney? Those are your choices. You can get your votes in right now. You can do it a couple of ways. Vote on our Facebook page. You can also tweet us at Mercedes in the AM or call or text us 702-364-9400. Mix 94.1. Coming, coming, coming up. You're going to want to hear this. 
We have more to come on the pre-show this morning. On the way next, we have The Daily Dirt. The weekend's new show, The Idol, it's getting slammed by fans and critics. What are they saying? And why are some people offended by the show? Details in about five minutes. And the votes are in. A change will do you good by Cheryl Crow is the pre-show you pick them. You choose the music, you pick it, we play it. Awesome. It's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show, you pick them. Mix 94.1. It's time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. HBO's show, The Idol, starring Lily Rose Depp in The Weeknd, has experienced a significant decline in viewership since its premiere. The second episode of the series saw a 12% drop in viewers, with 800,000 people tuning in compared to the 913,000 people who watched the debut episode. Fans and critics have not responded positively uh, positive to the show after two episodes, some expressing disappointment and negative reactions on social media. Some people just flat out saying they're disgusted by the language on the show and some of the scenes that were on the show. The show also faced challenges before it's premiered, including delays and reshoots. It's a whole issue, but we talked about this on the 7 a.m. Social Club. There's some intense stuff on that show. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. You watched the first one. Yeah, and Matt wanted to watch the second one after uh, the game last night. I was like, go for it. I'm not watching it. I just, uh, and it's been bothering me ever since um, my daughter, she watched it uh, Uh before I did because she was so excited because um, she's a big fan of Jenny from Blackpink and Jenny is in in the show. And so after she watched it, I was like, so how was it? And she goes, it was weird. And as soon as she said it was weird, I knew it was probably graphic. And so I was like, delicious laying watching it i'm like oh my gosh i just don't want to know what she saw so we watched it the other night and the whole time i was just mortified i'm like i can't believe she watched this and yeah you know she's technically an adult i guess i mean i still think she's a kid because she's a teenager Mm -hmm. but um yeah i just was really bothered by it and like i said in the social club Matt was like, I'm glad she's seeing it. I'm glad she's seeing how sleazy the music industry can be. And I was just like, I am not glad she saw this. But, I mean, I guess I got to grow up sometime. Yeah, just reading the language, though, some of the stuff, you can read about it online. It seems pretty intense, but viewership has declined. And I think as those stories are to break after the second episode, we'll see it maybe decline even more. But that's what's going on with The Idol. Disney updated us on a few of their big movies. Avatar 3 is being pushed back a year from December of 2024 to December of 25. Then Avatar 4 will come out in December of 2029. And then Part 5 will be here in 2031. So that is the lineup for Avatar. Deadpool 3 is coming sooner than expected. That's being moved from November of next year to May of 2024. And then Disney says they are putting out two Star Wars movies in 2026. There's a lot going on. I can't believe... I mean, I guess you do have to plan that far ahead if you think about it. If, you know, you have set designers and you have costume designers and you have uh, scout locator or location scouts and stuff like that. It's I guess you got to work way ahead of schedule. You got to lay everything out. Yeah. If you missed it, we talked about this on Tuesday show. Pat Sajak announced he's stepping down as host of Wheel of Fortune after 41 seasons. So the question is, who's going to replace him? Yesterday on The View, Whoopi Goldberg said that she wants the job. You brought this up and what's trending, Mercedes, his daughter, Maggie Sajak, she works on the show. A lot of social media stuff. She's uh, She knows everyone there. She There's talks of her possibly taking over. Talks of Vanna White taking the spot. But there are many online sites saying the frontrunner is 
Ryan Seacrest. Sources say that Ryan has been talking to the producers. Some sources say he's the front runner. Others say he's just one of many that's interested. He did step down from doing Kelly and Ryan, so he's got more time on his hands. But Seacrest's name is being brought up as the next host of Wheel of Fortune. I saw that. I'm like, he doesn't need another job. <laughs> We're good. So We're good. Please. We'll have more dirt coming up in the 7 o'clock hour right around 7.15. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1860. And now, here's your hosts, Mercedes and JC. Hey, good morning and welcome to the show. It is... Wednesday, June 14th, 6 o'clock, and Las Vegas is home to the Stanley Cup champions. Go Knights, go! What a game last night. Just still reveling in what happened. The realm is is united now, and we are so excited about that. What a game that was. Do you think any of the players have been to bed yet, or do you think they're still out celebrating right now? Um, I think maybe they're just getting home, possibly. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's uh, this is a, I was going to say once in a lifetime. I know a couple of the guys have won it a few times, but you know, this is a big deal, and the first for Las Vegas, and just, wow, so excited, and uh, you know, got to admit, got a little choked up, a little teary-eyed yesterday, so that, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, we're here, we've experienced from the uh, when they first announced, you know, that Vegas is getting a hockey team, and we're here for the entire ride, and to see them year one to make it to the Stanley Cups was just just insane to do that. And then unfortunately they lost it, and then to come back now here within six years, as they predicted, within six years at the Stanley Cup here in Las Vegas, and that prediction came true. It was yeah. a crazy night last night. So happy for them, and I think a lot of people are still on on cloud nine. Like I said, I'm still having a hard time absorbing uh, what happened. It was just just one of those nights where wow what what is going on it was really cool i know you're gonna break it all down too with uh, many details coming up here and what's trending we just did the dirt and i was running out of time and there's a story that was in there the very first harry you saw all the harry potter movies right yeah the very first one there was a house that was featured in that first movie which came out in 2001 and someone just recently bought that house and the realtor said you know they knew it was the house from Harry Potter, and they said, yeah, you know, some fans stop by every so often, I'll take a photo, and like, okay, that's cool, it's a famous house, some people will stop by, these people that bought the house, the story just broke on that house, saying, people stop by every single day, all day long, to get their picture taken in front of this house, it's it's non-stop, people coming dressed up, people acting out scenes in front of the house, and the family's cool with it, they just weren't told that it was that popular when it comes to people visiting it. Have you ever visited a home or place that was featured in a movie? I have not. Have you? Um, you know, I did the steps, the Rocky steps. I've done that. But as far as an actual house, like the Breaking Bad house that's down in New Mexico, I hear a lot of people go to that house as well. But as far as an actual house, I have not. Rocky steps. And I'm trying to think what other famous movie sets I've been to. I, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I've, I know where that house is for Breaking Bad. Never visited it. I drove past the Top Gun house once, but I didn't actually stop and visit it. Um, I have driven past the Oppenheim group from selling sunset, but I didn't stop and visit it. I've just, I've seen things from a distance, but didn't really like go inside or go take a picture in front of the house. And these fans are dressing up too, but they're coming in and they're acting out scenes and some people are knocking on their door. They're the people saying the homeowners and asking if they can move the cars to get, get a better shot. And they're, 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 you know. 
listening to requests of the fans and following along, but that's just got to be madness if you live in a house like that where people are coming up to it all the time. Probably pretty frustrating, yeah. We've got What's Trending coming up here in just a couple minutes. What do you got for well, us? Well, like we mentioned, the Vegas Golden Knights are Stanley Cup champions. We're going to talk about last night's game. Also, Olivia Rodrigo announces new music, and the Monster Cereals announce a new monster, and this cereal sounds delicious. All that's coming up next in What's Trending. Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending is on Mix 94.1. All right. The silver trophy to the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are trending this morning. They clinched the Stanley Cup championship with a 9-3 Game 5 victory over the Florida Panthers last night. Jonathan Marchessault won the Conn Smythe Trophy as playoff MVP after leading the Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup, which was very fitting as he was one of the franchise's original players, one of the misfits. Marcia So led the Golden Knights with 13 goals and ranked second with 25 points during their playoff run. This one ending on a winning note, unlike five years ago when they lost in the final. Coach Bruce Cassidy in a classy nod to the Knights. Brief history started five of the original misfits. Marcia So, William Carlson, Riley Smith, Shea Theodore, and Braden McNabb. And put the sixth, William Carrier, on the second shift. Cassidy, he sounded really confident the day before the game that this team uh, would play well, and it, it certainly did. Blowing open a lone goal game in the second period to to lead 6-1, uh, to one, and then nine goals for, uh, tied the record for the most in a cup final. Inse- insiders are saying, expect a parade announcement very soon. A lot of people are saying probably Friday or Saturday a route is being planned, and as soon as we know we will definitely announce that. I'm sure we're the same way, but it's just so neat watching all the players last night hoist the cup up over their heads and skate around T-Mobile Arena, skate around the fortress. And I, I was still watching, too, even all these coaches, assistant coaches. I love some of the trainers. that could some, some of the guys that could barely hold the cup over the head, holding it on the ice afterwards. It was just so neat to see, see the celebrations afterwards. Yeah, I mean, there's so many other people involved in the success of that team, and it was really cool that those you know support staff and the trainers and, and you know the stick guy and, yeah. and all that, they all got their chance at glory because yes it takes a village man they all did it together and it was just so beautiful to see i i'm curious about this parade what uh it's going to be like where it's going to be um you know this is not the this uh city's first championship with the las vegas aces i was a little disappointed that it was a a block long parade so um we'll see That's what this right. one wasn't is. it for like the mirage of the bellagio or no, something it, it wasn't even that it was caesar's to the bellagio <laughs> it was just like oh, excuse me i don't know that's that, not a parade that was not that was not cool in my opinion so we'll see what happens with this one also trending this morning is olivia rodrigo she is back Yesterday, she announced a brand new single called Vampire. She made a post on social media with artwork that showed a black and white shot of Olivia with two purple band-aids on her neck. This is going to be her first song since her 2021 album, Sour. A press release said, Vampires is the sound of an artist firmly in control 
imbued with a sense of maturity and bold confidence with vampires she is poised to begin on an exciting new chapter the song will be out on june 30th as she previously teased there's always that pressure for that follow-up album that first album of hers was just i mean every single song was was a hit off that album so a lot of pressure but i have a feeling she's going to deliver on the second album absolutely massive that first one sour was so yeah i'm really excited to hear new music from her and then finally this morning general mills is trending the company they just announced that things are going to get scarier in the cereal aisle the company known for their monster cereals like frankenberry and booberry and count chocula they're adding a new monster to their lineup for the first time in 35 years her name is carmella creeper and she's a green zombie who is apparently related to Frankenberry. They say that Carmella is ready to shake things up at the Monsters Haunted Mansion with her limited edition cereal featuring caramel apple flavored pieces with color monster marshmallows. Um, they also they're also releasing a Monster Mash remix cereal with all of those flavors, including Two limited edition flavors that came out like in the 90s, Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy. So they're calling it the Monster Mash Remix Cereal. Both will be in your cereal aisle very soon. And that is what's trending. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. Have you come down off the high off the game last night? Oh, I think uh, it still hasn't completely sunk in with me. It's it's uh, what a win last night, what a night last night, what an energy in the city right now, Steph. Where were you last night watching the game? Last night we were at PTs, we were at a bar, a local bar, but I was just on a high last night. It was so amazing, but there was one downside to yesterday. And I'd also want to thank you to Mercedes because you helped me with my down, and that was our water shut down again in our apartment complex. And it was kind of an inconvenience, you know, especially after you have to use the restroom. And I remember there was one thing, Mercedes, you told me. You said, if you have a water shut down, fill your tub with water and just get a cup, get the water from the tub, put it in the toilet, and it still flushes. I used your advice. And it works. Thank you. Oh, wow. You know, I feel like I shouldn't take complete credit for that because I I feel like maybe a listener said that. And then I piggybacked on it saying, yeah, we would fill up like gallon jugs of just regular water before we knew. So that way you can pour some of it down. But I like the bathtub idea even better because you could put more water in there. And I didn't know which part of the the toilet. I don't know if I had to take the back part of it off or just straight in the bowl. Right in the bowl. Both worked. Yeah, yeah, I tried both. <laughs> right in the bowl. Yeah, if your if your water is ever being shut down, and and they've done that a couple of times with us, like if some pipe needs to be repaired or something, and I'm like, okay, don't turn it off yet. Hold on, and then I fill up some you know jugs of water, and that way, just in case you gotta you gotta go because you gotta go when you gotta go, and that's uh, it makes it so much easier. Did they give you a warning again this time? Because last time you said you had a, had a warning about a day warning. Did they give you a warning for this water shut off? They did. They gave me one day warning. Tomorrow eight. To three and I'm like ah okay so we prepared it the morning of James filled the tub worked like a charm oh that's so good yeah that's a that's a nice little hack to know if you didn't know now you know because it is a lifesaver when you really need to flush that toilet lots coming up and it's Wednesday morning so we do have two truths and one lie coming up here in about 10 minutes you all set for this morning uh you know what no I have had uh, some unexpected things happen so I need to get that done maybe that'll be my 
truth or my life than the, the morning that's <laughs> happening right now. We do it coming up here in just about 10 minutes. The game is two truths and a lie. It's true. So you've game. heard of it. Yeah, you've well, heard of yeah, it. Yeah, because babies play that at their birthday parties. Okay, whatever. It's a good game. It is time for two truths and one lie. We are live streaming right now on Facebook and on YouTube. Make sure you check out our page and our channel, uh, Mercedes in the Morning, and you can see uh, behind the scenes uh, what things look like on uh, on this little segment here. So two of us are going to tell the truth about something. One of us is going to lie to you. Can you tell who is doing what? We have 30 seconds to convince you. I am up first this week, and uh, we've got 30 seconds on the clock, and whenever you're ready, I'm ready. You start now. Okay, so I, when I was younger, I think I was in middle school, we went on a field trip, and it was one of those field trips where you could choose where you went. It was like an end-of-the-year reward trip, so I chose the shopping in downtown Denver with my friends at the Tabor Center, and we went to get something to eat at the food court, and I saw my next-door neighbor, and he was with another woman holding hands and I told I told my mom and she told his wife your mom wait your mom then then told the wife yes because they were BFFs oh yeah drama and they got a divorce and I think it's all my fault I think it's all my fault. So the truth is you broke up a marriage. Well, technically he did. I mean, but I was the one who uh, made her aware uh, of his shenanigans. I love how JC frames it like she's the homewrecker. <laughs> I mean, I just told the truth. My mom's like, how was your day? It was great. I saw it. Well, his name was James. I was like, I saw James. Sorry, Steph. <laughs> I know that's your husband. <laughs> right. I'm like, you but saw that my husband? husband? That was his name. And uh, I saw James, oh. and he was holding hands with some lady. And my mom's like, wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me? And so, yeah, it was, oh. uh, I, I guess if you really boil it down, I did break up that marriage. <laughs> I really hope you're lying. That's all. That's painful. Did you say hi to him, or you just saw him? Like, did you like, like hey, Mr. James? We made eye contact, and his <sighs> face turned white white and he's like and he immediately pulled his hand from the woman and then i saw him kind of look down and, and he was like talking to her blah, 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 and she kind of looked over her shoulder and then they left they left Yikes. it was oh, even now i still get chills and his wife like who i said is my i'm taking way longer than they're fine we got time my wife um his wife who was my mom's best friend she passed away um probably like six or seven years ago but we always talk about how it, my mom always says i'm glad you told me that way she got some good time without that jerk and so it was yeah. it, it's something yeah. we still talk about to this day we were, he wasn't i mean you didn't do any bad he was one that was cheating you just you know caught the guy he and i think he knew i was about to tell on him <laughs> just a look in his face like oh great here it's we go. over let oh. me move the money from one account to another one <laughs> So there you go. That's my story. Am I telling the oh. truth or am I lying? You be the judge. JC, you're up. Okay, so last night uh, for the game, I was at Toshi. Did you, did you oh, do no, this? No, I just started talking. <laughs> I'm just going to go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let me start the timer. It starts now. So last night for the game, I was at Toshiba Plaza in front of T-Mobile Arena for Channel 8 doing the coverage and stuff. And my coverage ended. It was at the end of the second period. It was about halfway through intermission. I got the call like, hey, you can go home now. So I had to Uber back to the TV station, get in my car. And we were talking about how there's going to be zero traffic during the game. There was zero traffic last night. But I still managed to get pulled over last night. I was on Valley View, crossed over Charleston, past Alta. That's when the cop saw me, pulled me over, 68 in a 45. The good news, the good news, I did not get a ticket. No way. It was just a warning last night. 
you said the Uber picked you up, yeah, and then the, you got pulled over? The Uber picked me up. I'm sorry. Uber picked me up at Toshiba Plaza, took me back to the TV station, got in my car from the TV station oh, to drive home. Oh, okay. Someone didn't plan their lie correctly. No, I heard <laughs> no, that part. I, yeah. I'm just Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just explaining my whole night. So I was at Toshiba. It was just nuts. So to get out of there, I got an Uber back to the TV station, got in my car, Valley View. It even asked me, he's like, what's the rush? And I'm like, oh, I was trying to get home for the game. Probably not the right thing to say, but he was cool. The officer was actually really cool. I believe you because Metro was all pulling overtime yesterday. I mean, you saw them everywhere. Even this morning pulling into the station, they were on the side of the road, making sure no one was speeding, no drinking and driving. So they were making sure that Las Vegas was safe yesterday. Although, did he get away with it? Ah. Oh, that's a lie. I got pulled over, but I did get a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you did get a ticket. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, what do you think? Is this, a, is this a lie? Is it a lie on a technicality? Just part of it is true and not all of it? Let us know what you guys think. Uh, Steph, you're up next. 30 seconds on the clock. Starts now. Father's Day is coming up on Sunday, so I thought of a story of my dad. My dad isn't your typical dad. He actually just got... A new tattoo yesterday and it's on his chest and I asked him I, he was telling me what the explanation was it's like a br- pretty star type shape whatever but this is tattoo number 10 for my dad and his first tattoo I believe wasn't that long ago like five years ago so tattoo number 10 not in many not many years just a short amount of time for my daddy. Wow. He loves the ink, it sounds like. He does. Wow. Is there a lie in there with the amount of tattoos? This is your dad's yeah. second tattoo. A little nuance there that you're lying about? Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Okay. Hmm. What do you guys think? 702-364-9400. Uh, let us know what you think. Also, you can comment on our live stream. Jeremiah says Mercedes is telling the truth. I have heard this story before. Oh, have you, Jeremiah? Are you sure about that? He also says JC is telling the truth he's always getting pulled over (laughs) and jeremiah has determined that steph is the liar frank says my wife said mercedes is lying i say steph is lying on the text line the way mercedes tells the story sounds true to me not hesitating at all i can see your mom telling on him she is all about the truth says dawn uh this one says i know mercedes has told the story before i just can't remember if it was just to tell us the story or if she if or if it was a lie she's previously dang it i gotta start filing (laughs) my my truths and lies i don't know what i've told and what i haven't (laughs) so let's uh do the big reveal right now truth teller number one Daddy is on tattoo number 10. Oh, <laughs> lots of ink for him. What is uh, the 10th tattoo again? Gosh, I don't know, but it's on his chest and it represents something with uh, spirituality. Oh, wow. He, he posted it. I saw his picture last night. I don't want to say, like, I saw it last night. It was on his, I think it was on his story or his post, and it's just, it was his chest open and the tattoo right there yeah. for everyone to see. By the time he, he's all gone to the other side, he's going to be all inked up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Truth teller number two. You're right. It was me. I probably told the story before. I just can't remember. I don't... Ah, man. Yes. James and Carmen. I caught him. And then they got a divorce. <laughs> and my mom told on him. You did the right thing. The guy should have been cheating on his wife yeah. in downtown Denver. Technically, it wasn't my fault. But uh. that means, JC, 
now were you lying about the whole thing or just the part that you didn't get a ticket no or? i didn't get i didn't get pulled over oh, last night there was okay. zero traffic last night getting home last night we got home with ease from channel Eight. did not get pulled over yeah the streets were empty oh my gosh was, i'm like what is going on here oh yeah the game so yeah a uh, complete fabricated lie two truths and one lie we do it every wednesday up next is the hot three what do you got for us all right uh is having lots of money the same as being wealthy a lot of americans say no it's not we'll talk about that also we were just talking about qr codes i think yesterday on the show and a new poll asked people if they prefer the qr codes over the paper menus how many said yes we're going to talk about that and talk about a stupid criminal a bank robber got eight thousand dollars but lost it when this happened it's all coming up next in the hot three call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go. Here we go. Three, two, it's time for the Hot 3 on Mix Nutty 4.1. The Hot 3, it's brought to you by Legacy AC. Visit them at LegacyAC.com. Okay, well, Americans' views about what it takes to be wealthy have changed since pre-pandemic times. In a new survey, Americans say having lots of money is not the same as being wealthy. Most people define wealth as their well-being rather than their money. So of all the adults surveyed, about 48% say they already feel wealthy, yet their average net worth is $560,000, which is about a quarter of what they think others need to be rich. Millennials are overwhelmingly more likely to say that they feel wealthy with 57% of those saying that they feel this way compared with about only a, about 40% of Gen Z and Gen X and baby boomers. For millennials who say they feel wealthy, their average net worth is about $530,000, which sounds wealthy to me. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you were say a much lower number than that. Yeah, that but sounds good. It sounds great. And they take everything else. Yeah, everything else into consideration. Your health is good. You got a good job. You're surrounded by friends and people that you love and they love you back. Yeah, that's, that all adds into the wealth, the wealth of life. Yeah, being rich, you might, yeah, have a ton of money. 
money. I'm rich, but are you wealthy in other areas? It's, it's all it's all about happiness, I think, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Um, also this morning, it's so funny. We talked about this uh, either yesterday or the day before. A lot of restaurants are have really started embracing the QR codes during... They did it mostly during the pandemic because people were thinking about how germy laminated and paper menus can get. And a lot of places just stuck with the QR codes. In a new poll, people were asked which they prefer. And 71% would rather look over a paper menu. Only 10%... Mm-hmm prefer QR codes and 15% say they don't care either way. If you break it down by demographic, QR codes are more popular out West and among younger people, um, which makes sense because young people are used to working off of their phones pretty much for everything. But one perk of it for boomers is that on your phone, you can make the screen brighter and zoom in <laughs> to make the font larger. I mean, a valid, valid. True, yeah. It, it's still a relatively new thing, though. Only 45% of people say they have used a QR code to view a menu. And sometimes in, in restaurants, it's hard to see. It's dark in here. You see that, that one person that has to turn on the flashlight to look at the menu. Oh, like, my gosh. It's the brightest thing ever. Like, turn off that spotlight. I can't see. Or if someone is looking at something on their phone and uh, I'll see, like, their font is, like, huge. I'm like, oh my gosh, you get like two letters per screen. You have to, I mean, gigantic font. It's so funny. I was with someone. I had to give them my phone number or something. They open up their phone. I'm like, dear Lord, you cannot see, can you? Yeah. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> Finally, this morning, people put people put their money in banks just, you know, to keep it safe. But if you steal money from a bank, you don't really have anywhere safe to put it. So a man in Minnesota named Alan Duncan, he was just arrested for a series of robberies in Chicago a few months back. He got away with more than $8,000, and for some reason, he left the money in the getaway car, which he parked outside of a homeless shelter. Well, then someone stole that car. The police discovered it was abandoned with the engine running and a door open, and there were red dye stains from an exploded dye pack on the interior. Allen told the police that he had loaned the car to some guy named CJ, and he never returned it, but the police think that that was a lie to cover up his robberies. That's because Alan was caught on a recorded call telling his brother that the car was stolen when he got back into town and that he had $12,000 in there. Now, Alan believes that these did not know about the cash, which he had in a suitcase, but well, they did find it and they took off with it. For now, he's only been charged with one of the robberies, but he's connected to a second one. And if he had $12,000 in the car and the two robberies were only about $8,000, it's very uh, possible that there were some other crimes, but you steal the money, you get it, you put it in the car, you leave it, and someone else steals it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to protect that money that you steal. I guess it's karma, right? Yeah. We've got our 7 a.m. social club. We'll be live from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on YouTube and Facebook. Just search Mercedes in the morning, live during commercials, live during songs, uh, and that kicks off in just about three minutes. Me back. We just did the hot three, and uh, I'd, I'd be remiss to say if uh, that the Golden Knights were not one of the hot stories <laughs> of the day, but we had just previously talked about them. Some people are like, why did you talk about the Golden Knights winning? I'm like, oh, believe me, uh, sir, we have been talking about that. But wow, oh, what a night that was. The Golden Knights, they win the Stanley Cup. They won the Cup 9-3 to three last night, game five and uh bill foley called it he said cup in six and look at that cup in six uh jonathan marcheso won the con Smythe trophy i just saw the cutest instagram video 
um, oh man, I wish I could find it. Uh, it was of him and his family on the ice, and his little son comes up. He goes, "Daddy, you won! You won the game! You won!" And he's like, "Yes, we won!" It was so adorable. There were some players that had their kids inside the cup last night. Yeah, the, the little kids sitting inside the cup on the ice after the game and stuff. And that was just so cute to see the players with all their kids celebrating afterwards. And we we're talking about it earlier. Just every player ho- hoisting the, the cup over their head. And then you have the coaches and the owners and management and then you go down to the trainers and the entire staff everyone that was involved in that team got to hoist the cup up over their head and what I thought was really cool was everyone that was there at T-Mobile last night everyone just whether you're the equipment manager or whoever it was holding up everyone got a huge applause when they held that cup up last night so we want to we want to try something this morning and we really need your help to do it um we want to know right now at 702-364-9400 what has the Vegas Golden Knights, what does the team mean to you? What does this VGK team mean to you? What has it meant to you? We want to get your answers, record them, and send this audio to the team. So the guys know we have connections within the organization and we will edit all of your responses together so that they can play this for the team and they can hear from you yourself what this VGK VGK team means to you. So call us right now. It doesn't have to be long. Just has to be honest and from the heart. What has this team coming to Las Vegas meant to you? Uh, what does this win mean to you? I I got really emotional watching last night, not just because of the win, but what really got me was the beginning of the game when they were announcing the lineups and all, well, not all, not um, but five of the six misfits started because Marcia So is on a different line than Carlson and Smith. And then I'm like, wait, did they say Mar- Oh my gosh, Bruce Cassidy is starting all misfits and I just I was I was on the verge of tears I'm like how cool is that and then they had Carrie come in on the second shift and it was just it was so cool I couldn't believe that and then after Mark Stone we asked Dave Gosher yesterday who do you think will hold the cup after after Mark Stone and he's like probably Eichel so then he takes a cup and he gives it to Marcia So. And I'm like, oh, Marcia So, because uh, the con's wife. And then he gives it to Carl So. I'm like, oh, they're doing this with the Misfits again. Are you kidding me? I just wanted to cry. So it was just so beautiful. What does this team mean to you? We are going to put this all together and send this to the team so they can hear it themselves. Let's talk to Alex this morning. Alex, tell us, what does this team mean to you? I really just think that the Golden Knights have given purpose to Las Vegas and united everybody. They came in at the time that we probably needed them the most, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What can you say to that? Thank you, Alex. Um, it's so true. It's just it. It's emotional. It's to me. It's it's unity. Like she said, united the city. It's brought. I think it's brought families closer. Kids that weren't hockey fans became hockey fans. People that weren't hockey fans became hockey fans. But also healing too, because you go back to one October and and just the the tragedy that this city we went through and just the loss we experienced. And I felt like right after after one October, we were still. I mean, and people are still hurting, you know, physically and emotionally, and just kind of just wandering around. And then here are our Vegas Golden Knights. I remember seeing them. They went to they visit all the blood drives. 
because everyone's donating blood because we needed a lot of blood. And see, I didn't know who the players were. They're donating blood. I'm picking up a couple of names. I'm Mark Andre Fleury, a couple names. And then that first home game when Derek England gives that speech, and it's like, okay. For me, it's like th- that's what I needed. That's th- that's what I could turn to for healing, for unity, and to kind of help us get through um, one October and dealing with everything that took place in the city. Yeah, it was definitely uh, what what we all needed uh, at that moment. And uh, we're getting a lot of texts about that. Healing from our October tragedy, strength and pride. Our nights are amazing. This text just came in. It says, you need to mention Mark Stone's hat trick. Last time a hat trick happened in a Stanley Cup game was 101 years ago. That was, uh, I didn't want to jinx it, but I was like, oh, the, after he had two, I'm like, oh, he's got to get one more. He's got to get one more. We are going to record all this, send it to the Golden Knights uh, team, and uh, hopefully the guys will get to hear it. Beth, good morning. What has this team meant to you? Good morning. I think they are Vegas. They're wonderful role models. They're great guys, and I'm so happy for them. I I I feel that same sentiment. It's like they deserve it. It's just so beautiful to see that. Thank you, Beth. Let's talk to Angela. Angela, tell us what this team means to you. Hi, when you're born and raised in Las Vegas, you got to love your dad's team. So I've been a Red Wings fan since I was born and a figure skater. And now finally Vegas has their own team and we have our, you know, love for ice skating. My kids get to ice skate just like I did. So, wow. Not, born and raised here, this is my team. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, so the Red Wings are out the window, right? <laughs> Angela, thank you. Uh, this one says... From Christy, I can't even speak to tell you what that team means, period. I am in tears. Melissa says, I wasn't too happy having moved here to Vegas in 2014, but after they opened the door to pro sports, it's made Las Vegas feel more than just a tourist and transient town. Feels more like a home. Um, MG says, hopefully it's an off day. Hopefully, and uh, yeah, off day. Yeah, I think they're good for the rest of the year. And Jan, Jan really says it. She goes, Martinez said it best. Hockey is poetic. Absolutely. I never thought I would love a team so much. And man, this team, oh, they've stolen my heart. That is for sure. Certainly has. So much more still to come on the show. The weekends, we got the dirt coming up here. The weekends new show, The Idol. It's getting slammed by fans and critics. What are they saying? And why are so many people offended by the show? Details in just about 10 minutes. It's Mix 94.1. All the rumors are true, yeah. It's time for the Daily Dirt. On Mix 94.1. We were talking about this show during the 7 a.m. Social Club right around this time yesterday. Uh, HBO's show The Idol, starring Lily Rose Depp and The Weeknd, has experienced a significant decline in viewership since its premiere. The second episode of the series saw a 12% drop in viewers with 800,000 people tuning in compared to the 913,000 who watched the debut episode. Fans and critics have not responded positively to the show after two episodes, with some expressing disappointment and negative reactions on social media. Some of the scenes, just, I haven't watched it yet, but just reading some of the uh, the language and scenes is pretty intense. It's it, it's like X-rated. I, I, I was, and I, look, I it takes a lot to make me uncomfortable. I can I can pretty much deal with a lot of it, but I was watching and I'm like, they are not. Are you are you kidding me? I was completely shocked. And so last night, we've only watched the first episode, and my husband's like, let's watch a second one. I'm like, absolutely not. I want to go to sleep on a happy note. Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> yeah. just won. I'm not going to taint it with this. That's a good thing. And yeah, end with that win, not that show. Yeah, just reading some of the stuff. Like, do what? Huh? 
I don't know. That's something people do. If you missed it, Pat Sajak announced that he's stepping down as host of Wheel of Fortune after 41 seasons. So who's going to replace him? They're already talking about who's going to replace him. On The View, Whoopi Goldberg said that she wants the job. There's Pat's daughter, Maggie Sajak. She works on the show. A lot of people are singing her praises. Maybe she'll be the one that steps in. People talking about Vanna White taking the spot. And then there's online sites saying that the front runner is Ryan Seacrest. Sources say that Ryan has been talking to producers. Some sources say that he's the front runner, uh, front runner for the gig. Others say he's just one of many that are interested. But we'll see if Ryan Seacrest lands himself another gig. Yeah, I I feel like Ryan, you have plenty of gigs. <laughs> Why? That man is nonstop. Yeah. Johnny Depp was paid his one million dollar settlement from Amber Heard from last year's defamation trial. He already knows what he's going to do with it. He's splitting up evenly between five charities. So each organization will get $200,000. That thing was a year ago. Seems like it was yesterday, that trial. Yeah, that was uh, th- that was like must-see TV. Uh, everybody was watching that. She moved to Spain after that trial. Yeah, she's just like, I'm getting out of here. She got out of the country. Uh, we're good on time. Uh, Haley Bieber asked her fans to stop leaving rude and mean comments on behalf of uh, on anyone's post. So now apparently she's referring to Selena Gomez because her message came shortly after Selena posted from Paris. She, she did a post and it was flooded with hateful comments. Why is this still happening? I don't know. It's, it's like people get over it. Justin Bieber married Haley. Um, yeah, they. a lot of people say that Haley tried to copy everything Selena did. It just let's move on. This, this is just too much. Don't give it any energy. My gosh, it's still going on. So Haley's uh, making comments. Please don't leave any negative comments. I'm sure people started leaving more negative comments after she said that. Now, next hour, this is perfect. Just in time for Father's Day. When you win, heads up. We have the Wally's Father's Day Grill Box from Wally's Wine and Spirits. That's yours right around 825. I've been That is Post Malone Chemical. It's Mix 94.1, Las Vegas home to the Stanley Cup champions. Man, I can't stop talking about it. Sorry if we go overboard today on it. It's just like, wow, is this reality? I can't believe it. I'm still just riding high from last night, for sure. Crazy night last night. So many people celebrating, and you you can hear the excitement throughout the city. It's Yeah, we're talking about this for weeks, months, years to come. They, They got it within six years. I saw the news story this morning talking about teams that haven't even been to the Stanley Cup Finals in like 35, 40 years. I don't know if we want to play it really quick. Let me see. I know Steph put it in. Do you want to get emotional? Yes. Do you want to hear something emotional? Um, Is it the one in purple, Steph? Okay. All right. Here we go. Listen to this. They talk about dreaming. The Golden Knights are going to make that dream a reality. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions, the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. Ah, don't make me cry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That just with the music behind it and everything. I'm like, no. Oh, anyway. I'm just... The players, when they're hoisting up their, their, their Stanley Cup over their head and just thinking about, we're talking with Dave Gosher yesterday about the what they've been through to get there, all the practices and the parents taking them to practice and them playing and maybe in college or all the teens they've been through to have that moment right there. It's incredible to see it happen. And just like I think about some of these players who truly were misfits or just traded off. Like we'd like to thank the San Jose Sharks. Thank you so much for for giving us Aiden Hill because, you know, they might not have won, 
without Aiden Hill. And I know the Sharks love Las Vegas, so I just want to give them a shout-out. Love to thank the, the Florida Panthers for not protecting Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley Smith because... Well, Con's my winner, and you know, we, we, you know, Riley Smith and his skills. Love to thank those guys. Just so many little things that happen that it's like you want to take your little digs, but you try to be above <laughs> that. The Capitals for Stevenson, yes. Like we're getting all these comments. It's just amazing. And then when you hear that from from misfits to champions, I mean, they talk about dreaming. Oh. The Golden Knights are going to make that dream a reality. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. How can you not get emotional when you hear something like that? If you were there, what was it like? I mean, I was uh, at home watching and just... Uh, it's so jealous of everyone inside that arena. It was, it looked absolutely incredible. Um, really quick, Corey is calling. Hey, Corey, good morning. What's up? Champions, hello. Hello. Hey, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good morning, gang. What do you? I got a question. Yeah, what's up? Do you kind of wish Flurry and Reeves were here for this win? You read my mind. We actually had this exact conversation in my house last night. I was like, I really wish that. And also we mentioned Nate Schmidt. I was yeah. like, I really wish oh, that those, those guys could have uh, been a part of this because they, they help lead us on this road. You know, it's just, it, it's a shame. I still love those guys. We look at everyone that's been involved in the organization over the past six years. Cause it is a foundation they built off of from year one and just going back to year one and making the Stanley cup finals in year one. But yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Reeves, Fleury, Schmidt, uh, well, Derek England's still part of the organization. Yeah. So, but but all those guys that were there for year one, um, in my mind, they're, they're part of this championship as well because they 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 laid the groundwork for this team to where they are now. Yeah, they did. It all started six years ago, and and they were the ones that kind of set set us on that road. And so it's it's so cool to see those six misfits that are still on the team though, and and the the accolades they got just as those six by by Coach Cassidy and how he let five of the six start and then Carrier came in for the second shift and then when they were holding hoisting the trophy and and Stone gave it to to Riley and Marchi and and Carlson and all those guys first before anyone else it's just I don't know I that's why sports stories make such great movies because there's so much emotion involved mm-hmm. in them. I love watching movies about, you know, like Miracle. You know, Those were misfits to champions. You know, it's just like the same things. It's so it's so cool. We mentioned the crowd there, too, last night. Just the crowd at all the games. When you watch the games on TV, if you're there, I think it's a whole different experience with the energy inside that place. But. The Vegas Golden Knights and how the, the the crowd is inside the fortress and even outside Toshiba Plaza, just the crowd that's there compared to other cities, you you can't compare it. The way the crowd was compared to the, the Florida Panther fans, oh my gosh, it's a world of difference. It's oh, a world of difference. It, it really was. And I, you, did you see that girl? Um, she was the um, reporter from Florida, and she pulled the stiff arm on the fan who tried to get in her shot. No, what did she do? Uh, this actually happened. This wasn't last night's game. This was uh, before that. She And hey, rightfully so. We've been on live shots before for TV. And when people are in the background saying things, it's frustrating. You're literally left out there with no one to like. 
protect you from live people, you know, people coming into your live shots. That being said, um, she made a tweet afterwards saying, like, can't wait to go back to Florida to see some classy ho- hockey fans. And I'm like, for real? The same ones that were throwing the uh, water bottles and everything else and down the on the rats, ice. And even yes. though they lost. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm wondering what her take is on last night and how uh, how that went. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we classed it up enough. I will say, you know, when they said, let's give a big round of applause for the Florida Panthers and the Golden Knights for getting here. I didn't hear one boo. Mm. I heard them all cheering. And so I thought... I was like, where is that lady? (laughs) She's still bitter. Stop being salty. Yeah, get over lady. The flyover, too? Oh, my God. The flyover was intense last night, or yesterday before the game, I should say. Can we do this just one more time? Yeah, hold on a second. Let me bring this down to get the full effect. Just one more time. Just because it... They talk about dreaming. The Golden Knights are going to make that dream a reality. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. You know that guy wrote it the night before. He's like, oh, they're going to cry when I see this. And the dramatic read, oh, it's so good. We asked Dave Gosher, do you write something oh. out? Of yeah, you kind of get a little thought. Misfits to champions. That's a great line right there. We're That's getting the line. so many texts from people like, stop making me cry. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It's so good. Hot three is coming up next. What do you have for us? Okay, so we've heard a lot about people taking Ozempic to lose weight. Well, now doctors are talking about what some are calling nature's Ozempic. What is it? We'll talk about that. Also, are you one of those people that thinks that re-wearing things every now and then is not that big of a deal? This new poll asks people how often they re-wear this, and a lot of people do. And a man fakes his own death to teach his family a lesson. We're going to talk about all of that coming up next in the Hot 3. Let's go. Here we go. Three, two. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix Nutty 4.1. The Hot 3, it's brought to you by Legacy AC. Visit them at LegacyAC.com. With all the talk about Ozempic, the type 2 diabetes drug that many are using for off-label weight loss, an alternative is also getting a lot of attention right now. Berberine, a dietary supplement, is being called Nature's Ozempic by a lot of people on social media who claim that it helps curb your appetite and helps with shedding pounds. And because Ozempic is so expensive, over $900 for just a month's supply, people want to believe that berberine is the next big thing. But is it really nature's Ozempic? Integrative medicine physicians are saying it is not. Uh, One of the associated uh, associate professors at Harvard Medical School says berberine is unlikely to reduce appetite and potentially leads to very little, if any, weight loss. test going on. Will they say that they're done? I think that was it. Wait, let me listen in real time. Oh, oh it's... It's just starting 12 seconds. It's so interesting to listen to it where we got cut off because uh-huh. I because we're on a delay. So we should be back on now. So anyway, they say berberine is not like nature's Ozempic. So don't waste your time or money. Did you say that Ozempic stuff that people are buying costs $900 for one month supply? For one month. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that expensive. And most insurance uh, don't cover it. 
so that's just out of your pocket if uh unless you are like actually diagnosed with type 2 diabetes but some so many people are using it off label so they're just paying like the $900 for it just to get it yeah and it's that one and then there's another one called uh Manjar, Man, Manjaro and um there's a third one I don't remember the name of it but yeah so People are just like paying the money and they're saying, okay, finally we found a cheaper one. It's this berberine dietary supplement. Mm-hmm. And their doctor's like, no, this is not working. <laughs> it's not so. working. Um, also this morning, proper hygiene can seem like a pretty cut and dry system until you realize that almost everyone has a different policy for something. A recent poll asked 8,000 people how often they rewear socks, which is interesting because it isn't quite as bad as underwear, but... It's a lot more, it's a lot worse than, say, a pair of jeans. Well, 33% of people say they never rewear socks once they've been removed. 30% say they maybe do. Uh, Others, 12% say they'll rewear them only if I take a shower in the middle of the day. You would think that if you showered, your feet are clean. So why would you want to put on dirty socks Mm -hmm. again? And 22% of people said socks can last multiple days. Do you ever rewear the socks? I don't. I would say 90% of the time, 95% of the time, it's it's a one and done. So I have my socks on right now that I'm wearing. um, And then I'll go home, go to the gym, different gym socks. And these socks will be done for the day. If I'm doing a TV thing this afternoon, so I'll go go home, gym socks. And then when I get dressed for the TV thing, I'll put different socks on than the ones I'm wearing right now. I'm I'm a pretty clean sock guy. I am. I will rewear, but only in certain conditions. Uh, like, let's say right now I'm wearing a pair of sneakers and I'm wearing a pair of uh, no-show socks. So I'm hosting the TV show today. So I will put my socks aside and then I'll go do that. And when I come home and I know I'm going to work out, I will put those socks back on because I only wore them for five hours. And so it, it, they're still good. Uh, if I, you know, work out and then I'm going to change shower and change, those are going in the hamper. It just really depends on what I'm doing with it. There's no way you'll wake up tomorrow morning, though, and grab a pair of socks that were worn today no. and wear them on, on Thursday morning. No, they'll be same day re-wearing. Okay. But I won't, yeah, I won't keep a pair like, oh, I can wear these tomorrow. No, I'll just get a new <laughs> pair of socks. All right, finally, this morning. Uh, okay, if you, uh, a man in Belgium, he faked his own death and then arrived at his own funeral by helicopter. Why? He wanted to teach his family a lesson about staying in touch. The 45-year-old man asked his wife and children for help to pull off this elaborate plan, and one of his daughters helped trick his social media followers by posting, Rest in peace, Daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. So this funeral took place this past weekend, but the man made a, neat, uh, made a grand entrance with a film crew arriving in a helicopter. And even though the full video of the prank hasn't been revealed, a TikTok video did show several friends and family embracing him. Now, he's received backlash from his followers on social media, but he said he tried to teach his family a lesson about reaching out before it's too late. The man said about half of his family came to the funeral, but um, other relatives have since reached out. So now you know who's going to show up at your funeral. Oh, boy. I'm yeah. going to keep that in my mind. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll remember this. Would you be angry, though, that you think you think your cousin died and you flew out there and you're there to support your cousin for the funeral? All of a sudden, he's like, hey, I'm still here, you guys. Um, I, I would de- It would depend. Is it my real cousin or is it my quote unquote cousin, Alec Martinez? Because I wouldn't be mad if it was him. I'd be mad if it was my real cousin. Real cousin. <laughs> Alec would not 
fake his death. Are you kidding me? You no can't way. do that. Hey, we have for Father's Day, this is great for, for Father's Day on Sunday, Wally's Father's Day Grill Box from Wally's Wine and Spirits. That's yours when you win Heads Up, which is happening right around 825. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the morning. We have a lot coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour. 825, we've got heads up, and this is the perfect gift for Father's Day. The Wally's Father's Day Grill Box from Wally's Wine and Spirits. This is like the ultimate gift. for. It's a great gift for anyone, but a great gift for Dad if he loves to barbecue or go grilling. Uh, you get everything from the burgers to the beers to the fixings to the stuff that goes on the burgers, and that's yours when you win heads up right around 825. Mm, that sounds good. I would think I want to get that for James, and he's not even a dad. <laughs> where, where do you guys grill? Do you have like the uh, do you have a grill on your patio or where's the grill? We have tons of grills throughout the complex, and that's one of James's favorite things to do at the apartment is grill up some good old burgers and some brioche buns. Oh, can I win this for James? You, well, no, obviously you certainly can. You Darn can't. It. But I remember when I was in the apartment and we had uh, the grill to go out and use it. Do you scrape off? Because the the courtesy, the, the 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 polite thing to do is when you're done grilling, keep the grill going a little bit longer and just scrape everything off. So you have no residue for the next person to use it. Right. And then they actually have one and we bring our own. So we're good to go with our grill. We have all of our little supplies and stuff we bring to our grill. Uh, so that's happening at 825, that Wally's Father's Day grill box from Wally's Wine and Spirits. I don't know what's happened so far, so I'm just jumping in. Sorry. Oh, we were talking about uh, the uh, the Wally's prize that's coming up. Oh, awesome. And okay. then we, we started talking about grilling, and James loves to grill and all that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. And you walked in right at the right time. I was, uh, yeah, I was in the bathroom, and I was I told Steph, she came in, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late because i got to wash my hands. No, now. you're totally fine. We're just a, a huge prize coming up, and that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we like it. Hey, um, I, this was a huge prize for me. I... I know I talk about this and maybe it's annoying, but it really is important to me. Do you ever have like a product that you love and then for some reason they decide to discontinue it and you're sitting there with none of it left and you have no adequate replacement? I was so excited this weekend, went to Bath and Body Works. They used to have this pink grapefruit lotion that was like my favorite, discontinued that. And I was like, okay, fine. Then last year, they came out with this mandarin orange one, which I was so excited about. Bought a ton of them. Then they discontinued it. I think they're like seasonal flavors. Then I went into uh, this past weekend. And I'm like, do they have anything comparable? Because I just couldn't find it. And I found a new scent there that is so amazing. And I like the citrusy scents. And this one is called Sparkling Orange Spritz. Like, even the name of it is like, whoa, refreshing. It smells so good. I smelled it there. I walked out with 25 bottles. Stop it, you 25? How do you even carry them out? It was, was that the whole entire inventory? No, actually, there was more, and I really thought about <laughs> taking their entire inventory. But I don't know. Does lotion go bad? Does it have an expiration date? Because I was looking on there because I thought, if they get rid of this one at the end of the season... I want to have enough to get me through next year. And so I bought 25 of them and I'm thinking of going back and buying more. 
I really am because. Are you gonna, would you go to a different Bath and Body Works? There's that one uh, I, off of Town Center. No, it was the one the in Downtown Summerwood. Yeah, um, and, and I was thinking about just ordering it online, and uh-huh. that way I don't have to face any shame. But does anyone stockpile things where it's just like, whoa, they have this? I'm buying every single one of them right now because I love this stuff. I stockpile citrus flavored lotions not lemon though only orange and grapefruit those are my only two that i love do you stockpile anything yeah i did and i'm now i'm now facing a dilemma here and i'm hoping the um the 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 dry spell of this product is, is over and it's back out in the shelves is my deodorant i use arid extra dry unscented and it was about two years ago i just couldn't find it anywhere they have ultra fresh all kinds of scents but i i like unscented that's what i like to wear and I just couldn't find it. And so it was on Amazon, and the max I could order was eight. So I ordered eight of them, and I'm down to one more left to go. I'm on one right Ugh. now, and that's towards the end. I do two wipes under each armpit when I get out of the shower, and I'm down to the point on this one where I'm feeling the plastic scrape up against me, so I know it's, it's pretty much done. And there's one left in the closet. That'll last me a couple months, I think. Uh, but after that, I need to see if it's out there because when you put on a different kind of deodorant that smells different – I feel like there's a stranger next to me the entire day. Yeah, I I agree. I that's why I don't like to get scented deodorant just because it, if I once in a while I have to use like my kids deodorant their brand mm-hmm. or or something and I'm like and I smell like baby powder. It's like, "Oh, you know, I I totally agree with you on that." So I haven't checked yet, but Arid Extra Dry uh, unscented is my brand. Arid Extra Dry. Unscented. I, I unscented. feel like that's wasn't there a commercial Get a little closer. Don't be shy. Get a little closer with every extra dry. Don't be shy with the line. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what sold me. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll get that. Uh, I'm not shy when it comes to my errand. That Wally's Father's Day grill box we we're just talking about. That's yours coming up here uh, right around 8:25. When you win, heads up. It's such a great question. I think my answer, Mercedes, has changed throughout the years. Why has it changed? Years ago, I would say, yes, you need to go to college. And now my mindset has changed on the whole thing. Well, there's a survey that came out and it asked people if you think that you need to go to college to be successful. And the poll was among high school students. And so you would think that of high school students, a lot of them would probably say yes, but... Um, not the case. More and more high school students are saying college is, is just not worth it. And some of the reasons are the, the cost of college, the rise of alternative earning opportunities. There's more jobs that are becoming available th- that don't require a college education. So given the, the cost and the potential, and you know, just because you go to college doesn't mean you're going to have a job right away, yeah. right off the bat. Do you think college is necessary anymore do you think that that is something that you need in order to become successful what do you guys think whether you're a high schooler or an adult looking back did you go and was it worth it in your opinion or looking back did you not go and now you're 
saying, hey, I am I am highly successful. I, di- I didn't need it. What do you guys think? 702-364-9400. I definitely think there's certain professions that you take off the table that you need to go for the extra schooling. Doctor and certain things, attorney and everything else. There's certain schooling you need for your profession. But I think if you remove those from the table and look at what are you doing for a living, did you need college to do it? And I always go back that, you know, to me, college was, yes, the education part of it, but it was the experience of going to UNLV and I was in a fraternity, Sigma Chi, and going to the games and just that whole college experience. I loved every single minute of it, but those are life experiences you could also get on your own by going on trips and hanging out with friends and everything else. So a big part of it for me was the experience, but those experiences you can get outside the collegiate world and are not as much debt when you're when, when college is done as well. Yeah, I think that if I look back, I mean, technically I I went to college, but I dropped out my sophomore year to come to Vegas to take this job. Now I had done an internship at a radio station. So I guess they looked at that as my experience. So I didn't even graduate with a college degree. I dropped out. And then after I got here and got established, I went back to school to UNLV and that's when I finished. So if you just look at it, just as it is, I did not need college to be successful. Um, well, you know, successful in in whatever radio terms are. Yeah. However, however, I do think that I needed it for the not the social aspect of like you, but I needed it to mature. Um, I was on my own for the very first time in my life. And then I fell on my face immediately. I got into severe debt. Um, I wasn't going to my classes. It's probably good that I dropped out because I probably never would have graduated. But that really was an eye opener for me. You know how they say that, you know, you you have to see the darkness before you see the light. That was it for me. I failed miserably. And I went from, you know, being salutatorian of my high school graduating class to being someone that was almost ready to flunk out of school. And so that taught me a lot of life lessons and where I do not want to end up. And so um, in that aspect, I needed it. Could I have learned those lessons without college? Probably. But that just made it even worse because... Here's my dad foot in the bill for for school, and I just basically didn't care. And it's different too. I think too, when it becomes your responsibility, and you're if you're you're the one then paying for school. Because I went to, I graduated, I did community college for two years back east before before I came out here, and my parents were paying for school. And I was kind of in the same situation as you. Was that final semester? I did a year uh, of schooling, and then the fall semester was my final spring semester. I was supposed to graduate with my associate's degree. Kind of the same thing. Where I just stopped going to class. Didn't try really hard. And my parents thought I was going to graduate with an associate's degree. And it was like the week before school was over. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm not getting an associate's degree. I, you know, I've been going to class and just, it didn't end well. And so when I said, I'm going to UNLV and applied in the fall, they're like, great, you're on your own. And when I was having to pay for it myself, and it was coming out of my own pocket, that's when I really started to apply myself. Like, okay, if I'm paying for this, I might as well take advantage of it. So I think, yeah, it teaches you so many lessons when you go to college. But do you need it Mm. to be successful? I don't think you do anymore. I don't, but that doesn't mean I'm encouraging you not to go. I think it's for some people and it's not for others. Uh, it just depends. I I know many highly successful people that didn't go. Um, and they're, some of them are more successful than the college graduates that I know. It's just, it's, it's a different time. There's so many different options for people. 
And technology has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. So then I, within, going to UNLV, I was studying hotel administration, and that's what I graduated with. But I look at what I walked, what I left there with a great education. But at the same time, when I was working in that hotel, that was a huge education with itself, working with inside the industry. It's, yeah, it's, 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 so, it's so interesting. The whole uh, thing. Ha, I mean, hands-on experience to me is sometimes better mm-hmm. than taking a class on, you know, the ins and outs of the world of tennis. Like, if you're going to do nothing <laughs> with that, you know, it's just like you have to fulfill your requirements and and take this class, I would much rather have that hands-on experience that shows me exactly what I need to do. And didn't you, um, when you went back as an adult, and I mean, you you crushed it too because you were doing college. Did you have Sophie at the time too? Were you a, a, a yeah, parent as I well? Yeah, I went when I was pregnant with Brooklyn. Oh, you, that was. I took a final uh, a week before my due date and I had to warn the professor, like, my due date's next week. Um, so if I leave in the middle of class, just so you know, that's why she's like, absolutely. <laughs> what a great excuse to get out of class. Yeah. And it was obvious. I wasn't faking it. <laughs> I'm in labor. I'm in labor. That uh, heads up is coming up here in just a couple minutes. It's Mix 94.1 Mercedes in the morning. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. All right, Kim, you're caller 20. You're playing Heads Up. Thank you. All right, let's make you a winner this morning. We have this Wally's Father's Day grill box. It's incredible. All you got to do is get six answers in 60 seconds in one of these categories. Do you want to go with Stanley Cup, Polaroid, or Asparagus? Um... I'm old school. Let's go Polaroid. Polaroid. National Photography Day is tomorrow. So these are all things that are associated with photography, okay? Oh, boy. Okay. You got this. Now, you you uh, got your category. Who do you want to play with this morning? I will choose you, Mercedes. Okay. All right, Kim. 60 seconds on the clock. You get six correct, and you win, and you start now. You put one of these on the the camera unit. Maybe it's a... a yes. Uh, this is uh, when you need light, you turn this on. Um, the flash. Yes. Um, this is really old school. You would put this in, and you don't want it... Ex- Film? Yes. This is uh, when I want to take a picture of me. Selfie. Yes. This is the the unit that you take a photo with, not your phone, but a... Camera? Yeah. This is once you have that photo, you might want to put it up. It? You put it up on your wall with inside of one of these. A frame picture yes. photo. Yes, a frame. You got it. Congratulations, Kim. Thank you. Kim, you crushed it. You're all set now with this Wally's. This is going to be big. Wally's Father's Day grill box from Wally's Wine and Spirits. So congratulations. Celebrate Father's Day with that uh, prize. Uh, Anyone can celebrate with that prize. We'll have it again for you tomorrow morning at 825 when you win. Heads up. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. Okay, I want you to try and guess who this is, okay? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Close your eyes. Listen to the audio. Guess who this is. Won, buddy. We're winners. No. Sweet sounds from last night's last night's Stanley Cup victory. Yes, that was Jonathan Marcheseau and his sons. Where you win, Daddy? Like, oh my gosh, how cute! When he says, 
we won buddy oh my oh. gosh it just brings it brings a tear to your eye does it not oh my gosh it's so adorable all those kids that were out there last night all the players had their kids some of them during the press conference put him inside the stanley cup and the video of that is just adorable it's so sweet yeah we have some really cool audio uh from the uh the game last night and just some really emotional audio that's going to be coming up so stick around but since you were able to match that mouth uh-huh I'm going to really put you to the test. Presenting a new game called Match That Mouth. Match That Mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You were pretty good on that one, but that was an audio clue. Now I'm just going to give you the quote, and you have to match the mouth. Here's how it works. I give you a quote that someone famous said, and I'll give you a choice of five people. You want to try to match the mouth, okay? Okay, play along. You can listen in the car on the Odyssey app. It's time for Match That Mouth. Okay. Okay. First quote, clothes make the man. Naked people have little or no influence in society. Match the mouth. Clothes make the man. Naked people have little or no influence in society. Is it Ralph Lauren, Michael Keaton, Mark Twain, Yogi Berra, or Will Ferrell. <laughs> Who is the people? Uh, Ralph Lauren, Michael Keaton, Mark Twain, Yogi Berra, or Will Ferrell. You threw in Yogi Berra in there. And, uh, but it was just a curveball. It was Yogi Berra saying that back in the day, but people were in clothes. Yeah, well, you know, he's famous for his crazy little sayings. So, That's um, true. Match the mouth. Clothes make the man. Naked people have little or no influence in society. Who said that? Michael Keaton in an interview. I'm going to have to go with uh, Ralph Lauren, the clothing person. Do I have a buzzer or a bell that I can play? Steph's loading up stuff okay. right now as we speak. <clears throat> ah! It is not Ralph Don't tell Lauren. me it was Yogi Berra. <clears throat> it was not Yogi Berra. Uh, uh, Michael Keaton? It was not Michael Keaton. Your last, your last two choices are Will Ferrell or Mark Twain. You know, it was a deep comment. Maybe it was Mark Twain. Yeah. Yes, it was Mark Twain who said that. Absolutely. Okay. Match the mouth. Here is the quote: Before you marry a person, you should make first make them use a computer with slow internet to see who they really are. Ooh. Before you marry a person, you should first make them use a computer with slow internet to see who they really are. Was it Seth Rogen, Will Ferrell, Will Smith, Adam Sandler, or Seth Meyers? Match the mouth. It's like a, a, almost like a smart, like it's kind of smart humor there. Like, oh, you, you need to test them to see how they do with the slow internet. So it sounds like a very Seth Meyersy thing he would say. What? Not Seth Meyers. Okay, Will Smith, I'm thinking him out, the, the picture. He's not doing interviews or saying stuff right now, unless he said in the past, not Will Smith. Uh, I'll go with Seth Rogen then. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen for the win. No, it is not Seth Rogen. Adam Sandler? Will Ferrell? <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell said that. Okay, last one. Last, last one. one. Match the mouth. Match the mouth. Okay. Never follow anyone else's path. Unless you're in the woods and you're lost and you see a path, then by all means, follow that path. Match the mouth. Was it Ellen DeGeneres, Steve Corral, Tom Hanks, Danny Glover, or Betty White? Match the mouth. 
Steph, will you be my teammate? I'm going to say Danny Glover for the win. Really? Yeah. What are you thinking? Mm, not Ellen. One more time, the options. Ellen DeGeneres, Steve Carell, Tom Hanks, Danny Glover, or Betty White. I want to say Steve Carell. Steve Carell for me. Danny Glover? Oh, it's Ellen. It is Ellen. (laughs) Oh, my instincts are bad. You are pretty good at match the mouth. I mean, it takes you a couple of tries, but I'm sure if I bring this back, you're going to do better next time. I like the the quotes, too, that you're using. They're fun quotes as well. Thank you. Thank you. That's the first time Mark Twain and Yogi Berra have ever brought up in the same show. I know. And the fact that the answer was Mark Twain, that even adds to it. Hot 3 is coming up next. What do you have for us? What is the most fun state in America? Is Nevada one of them? That is on the way this morning. Also, when it comes to jobs, what jobs do men and women consider sexy and a dead woman wakes up inside her coffin whoa wait until you hear this story it's all coming up next in the hot three here we go three two it's time for the Hot 3 on Mix Nutty 4.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by Legacy AC. Visit them at LegacyAC.com. We all have our own idea of what fun is. Some people like jumping out of airplanes. Others want to go to an art museum. But it turns out some states are considered more fun than others. And a new report reveals which ones those are. Wallet Hub, they just released their list of 2023's most fun states in America. And they rated every state on 26 key indicators in two main areas. There was entertainment and recreation and nightlife. And I'm going to sneeze. Two. No, it was only one because that one I was talking while I had. That was a talk sneeze. Yeah, so it was two sneezes. Um, hey, talk sneeze is pretty impressive, too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so they rated um, all the states on those indicators, and they looked at everything from restaurants to golf courses to movie theaters. And based on all of that, what state came in as the most fun state? Well, as you're my, initially in my mind, I'm thinking California. But as you're saying these things, restaurants, golf, these other things, I'm going to say we ranked in the top five. I'm going to say... Do you think we're number one? No. Okay. I'll stick with my original thought of Cal... Don't change your mind. Yeah. California. Always go with your guy. Yeah, California. California is number one as the most fun state. It topped the list for entertainment and recreation. It's fourth for nightlight. But you were close. Nevada, home of Las Vegas, is number one for nightlife and third overall. Right in between those two is Florida. So it goes... California, Florida, Nevada, New York, and Illinois. Rounding out the top 10 was Colorado, Texas, Washington, Minnesota, and Louisiana. Now, if you had to take a wild guess, what state is the least fun state? You're like, I'm good with not going there. Uh, Everyone give their their guess for the least fun state. What's the least fun state you've ever been to? 702-364-9400. And why? Why was it the least fun state you've ever been to? Delaware. There's nothing going on in Delaware. 
Zero things to do in Delaware. Nothing? Delaware is a boring state. There's got to be something in Delaware. The only good thing about Delaware is the uh, I-95 to get you through Delaware. And you get through it really fast because it's such a small state. Isn't it broken now, though? Uh, It's in In Philly. Philly. Yeah. Yeah. The thing collapsed. Oh, you talk about traffic chaos. Oh, man. Carmageddon right there right now. But Delaware is a boring state. Delaware is not the least fun state in America, though. Uh, Steph, you want to take a guess? What's the least fun state? The least fun state? I'm going to stick with North Dakota. North Dakota? That's not even in the top 10. North Dakota's fun. There's outdoor activities. I don't see nothing going on in North Dakota. Have you been? No, but I don't see myself going there. It looks boring. (laughs) Where is Mount Rushmore? Is that South Dakota? South Dakota, Dakota, yeah. Okay. See, I gave Mount Rushmore a little bit more credit. (laughs) Oh, man. Well. You? If I, the least fun. Oh, man. People are going to get mad at me. Louisiana. That's I, that's the least fun I've ever had in my entire life. Is what we, I was. we had fun there. I did not like it. I did not like Bourbon it. Bourbon Street. I think that's why. Because that's all I saw was Bourbon Street. I think if I would have gotten out more, I would have liked it a lot more. But just based on what I saw. And that's unfair. That's like people judging Las Vegas because of the strip. So I, I acknowledge that. But if we're being honest, I've, that's the least fun I've ever had in the state. That hotel we stayed at was one of those hotels that was just too cold. I remember like I don't even remember that. I was just too traumatized by all the rats that were running up to me like they were puppy dogs. <laughs> at one point, we're walking on Bourbon Street. Mercedes like, look at the puppy. That's a rat, Mercedes. It was the biggest rat I've ever seen. I mean, it was ginormous. It looked, it was bigger than a chihuahua. It was about the size of Momo stuff. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, it was huge. I thought it was like Momo was shaped as a rat. I can no, see that. No, no, it was bigger than Momo. I mean, it, Momo's not a rat. He's oh, so cute. He can be a rat sometimes. <laughs> so then the Mercedes in the morning ranking of the least fun states, it's Delaware, North Dakota, and then Louisiana. Yeah, and um, the only one that was in the top three was yours, JC, Delaware. Delaware is the third least fun state. West Virginia was number two. And the least fun state in America is M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Mississippi. Yeah. Do we bump up even more now the fact that the Stanley Cup is here for the next year? Oh, I think maybe in next year's rankings we'll, we'll get up. Yeah, we'll go higher we'll than pass, California. We'll pass Florida at least. We, yeah. we still <laughs> might be underneath the California. Technically, we did just pass Florida, so we're good. Yeah, exactly. Um, also this morning, um, so do you consider certain professions sexy? Uh, they asked... They asked people, they did this survey and asked men and women which professions they consider the most sexually attractive. And some of the results might surprise you. The top sexiest professions, according to women, are firefighters, builders, police officers, doctors, and mechanics. Those are the top sexiest professions, according to women. For men, the top sexiest professions are flight attendant, nurse, secretary, teacher and actor rounding out the top 10 on that list are police officers doctors bartenders maids and singers on the flip side being a judge ranked as the least sexy profession for both men and women um some of the other ones were web developers politicians marketing executives and designers okay we did the states let's go around sexiest profession mercedes for a guy Mm, i would have to say I would agree with firefighter. There's something very sexy about that. You? Uh, for women? A uh, Lululemon store employee. <laughs> Whoa. I have a friend who works there. I'm going to let her know that. Very sexy, attractive <laughs> employees there at Lululemon. Uh, Steph? Uh, uh, for men? A sexy profession for a guy. Maybe a personal trainer? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Personal, hey, personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would also throw in uh, a teacher. Yeah. I think male male teacher. Well, I think female teacher. So I think they're all sexy. <laughs> the male teacher walks in, maybe rolls his sleeves up for a hard lesson. Oh, my gosh. What? It's a hard lesson. <laughs> Whoa. Just rolls his sleeves I up. I was teacher. not ex- expecting you to give us, like, the whole rundown that goes through your mind. <laughs> Mercedes, you need tutoring? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, finally this morning, we got to finish up here. Uh, here's a story that is a literal nightmare. A 76-year-old woman in Ecuador woke up inside a coffin during... During her own wake recently, her name is Bella Montoya. She gave friends and family the shock of their lives when she began banging on the inside of the box during her vigil. Uh, Video footage from the casket catastrophe shows medics removing her from the box and putting her on a stretcher. Her son claims the wake was held four hours after his mother was declared dead. Man, they really got to it. They're like, let's get her in and out. (laughs) Wow. Uh, He adds that a medical examiner even provided a death certificate that listed cardiorespiratory arrest as the cause of death. But alas, she she woke up and went home, I suppose. Are you, you do you plan on being cremated or are you gonna be buried? What's your what's your plan? I am gonna be in an urn. I wanna be cremated. Cremated? Yeah, on the on the mantle. Sitting up there? Yeah, just watching everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Observing everyone and what happens once I'm gone. What about you? Uh, I haven't, like, I don't, I need to get a will and all that stuff. I I need to get the stuff taken care of. Man, I'm slacking on this stuff. Part of me is leaning towards being cremated. So do me a favor. Before that process takes place, when I pass before you, Mercedes, take, like, a big, like, pin or something and just poke me to make sure that I'm dead. Oh, yeah. Or or I'll say something like, uh... I can't stand you too. And then it's, you're going to be like, what? No! <laughs> you ever play a prank on someone and you think it's so funny at the time and then maybe years later, maybe you're an adult and you did it as a kid. You look back and you say, wow, I should not have done that. That was rude. And you feel really bad, but the time has come and gone. So what do you do at that point? Jennifer Lawrence sure has. Yeah, she she admitted in an interview that when she was in grade school, they would pants people. So you, so you have a classmate, he's got some shorts on, you walk up, you pull the shorts down, and there's your, your friend exposed in their underwear around your other friends, and it's really funny. She went to pants a guy and grabbed his pants, pulled down, got his underwear, so pulled down shorts and underwear, and then the kid was just you know a little bit more than his underwear was showing to everyone. And she said she still goes through like every couple of years, she'll jump online and look him up and stalk him to make sure he's doing okay because she feels really really bad over the prank that went wrong for her when she was a kid. Yeah, I uh, I think about that, and we didn't do. I've I've seen people get pantsed. I'd never have done that to anyone. Um, but the one that I would always do is I would just take something of someone's and hide it. And then they'd be like, where's my, you know, where's my bag? Oh, no. <laughs> and then they freak out and then I'd be like, Haha, here it is. And like people would get seriously upset and worried. <laughs> and I look back, I'm like, why did I do that? Was I some sort of a thief? And, and just like, that was so rude. And I really do regret doing that. The pure joy of the watching, like, where's my bag? Oh, they're looking everywhere. It's literally, I'm sitting on it and they have no idea. It's just, it was so rude. Did you play any weird pranks on that? Well, I, anyway, you can't do this now because of cameras and, and the ring cameras and everything else. But it was so fun to do and just so thrilling as well. The adrenaline rush. You run up to a neighbor's house, you either knock or ring the doorbell, and you you just you run as fast as you can and go hide and then watch as that person opens it up. Hello? Hello? 
Do people really say hello when they open their doors? In Pennsylvania, hello? that's how they would. That's how Mr. <laughs> McMillan would. Hello. He would like do two or three of them. Like, hey, there's no one there. But it was just, I mean, the knock and then the sprint is like you're running for your life to, to get out and duck behind a bush and watch the person open the door. You can't do that nowadays. Also very harmless. But you just can't do it with, with the ring doorbell. You also can't make prank calls as easily unless you block your number. But if you forget to do that, you call somewhere and they're like, oh, hello, uh, Mrs. Smith. Like, ah, click. <laughs> I remember I came in as the uh, caller ID was uh, was coming out and I didn't know some people had it. And they'd be like. I have your number right here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Like I then I would take the phone off the hook for a few hours, hoping they <laughs> forgot about me. <laughs> hoping they never call back. Yeah. This is such an odd thing that I still do to this day that I was doing when I worked at the rental car place back in the, in the mid 90s. So we worked at the rental car place. It was right by the airport. It was right across from Virgin Hotel. Um, there's a CVS there now. But back in the 90s, that was Value Rent-A-Car. And we, we didn't have the uh, the internet back then And, and when I worked there. And so to tell if we were going to be busy that night, if you wanted to leave early, you'd check with the manager. And what the manager would do, he'd go out back and he'd literally look at the sky at McCarran Airport at the time and count the planes coming in. You could see the lights. If there was like two planes coming in, like, that's not bad. He's, yeah, you can, you can go home early. But he went out back and he counted the planes and there's four, five planes stacked up. Mm-mm. No one's going home early because you knew that a huge crowd of people was about to come in and rent some cars. I still do that to this day. Just last night, I'm outside of my backyard because I can see the airport from my house. And I always look up in the sky at the same spot. I'm like, oh, there's four planes coming in. Harry Reid's about to be real busy. It's a weird little thing. From a job I had in college that I still do to this day. That you just observe whether or not it's a busy night, but you don't really need that information now, right? No, not at all. But I just look, I'm like, oh, okay, airport's about to be slammed, or it's even nine o'clock at night. Oh, there's only two planes coming in? Light night for the airport. Or you see five or six, like, whoa, they're going to be jamming right now at the airport. I, um, I, I've taken something from my past job. And I teach, I taught it to my kids, my husband, and it is one of those things that will forever be useful to me. And I could teach it to you also. I don't know if we have a t-shirt. I used to work at a department store and uh, they taught us the coolest way to fold t-shirts that makes them perfect and that makes them flat. And it is so easy. Do we have any t-shirts in the, uh, oh, do we have a t-shirt here in this bag? Do we have any t-shirt staff in the office? Oh, uh, let me see here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in here? No, um, it is the the best hack ever. Cause like typically you take a t-shirt uh-huh. and you like hold it up and then you fold the two sides in and then you lay it and you flip it over and then maybe hold it again. And sometimes it comes out okay. And sometimes not so much, but this way um, you, you basically take the shirt, you lay it. Oh, here we go. All right. I'll show you. Okay. I don't know if you'll be able to see it from here. So you take a shirt, okay. you lie it flat, uh-huh. then you take it in half, then you fold it at the first sleeve, then you fold that under, then boom. And that's exactly how it is in, in like the department stores. Boom. It's the easiest t-shirt hack. That's how I fold all my t-shirts. And they all are aligned perfectly flat. And, and yeah, you just fold it in half. Then you pick it up by one sleeve 
and then fold that under, and then it's boom. Hold that thing up. That's what you'd see a gap or some kind of store. It's the perfect fold. Also, I, I, I'm sure there's TikToks on it. Um, I've seen TikToks on it before that I could tell they worked in, in a department store, and I'll send it to you guys, or we could post it so you could see how to do it. It's the easiest way to fold your T-shirts perfectly. Let's make our own video and show people because your, your drawers and stuff and, and your closets are going to be so organized after you use the Mercedes hack. And you can, and I love it for traveling because I can fit so many shirts in, and it's like literally two inches high and I've got like seven or eight shirts. It's like, it's crazy. Hey, and if you are traveling as you're driving to the airport at night, you can count the planes. If there's more than three, yeah. you know the airport's going to be real busy. Oh, I just found a TikTok on it. I'll send it to you guys. It's it's really, it's it's one of the best hacks I learned working in uh working in a department store. <laughs> Other than that, I hated it, but that was that was amazing. That's what's like through all these years. It's a great hack. Uh, what's trending is next. What do you have for us? Well, how about them Vegas Golden Knights? They brought home the cup. We're going to talk about that. Also, Olivia Rodrigo is back and a new monster cereal for you. You know, your Count Chocula's and stuff like that, but this one has a a different twist on flavor and it sounds delicious. We're going to talk about all that coming up after Kane and Caitlin Brown. Thank God on Mix 94.1. I was long. Probably trending already. We're trending well. You do know that it's trending, right? Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending is on Mix 94.1. All right. Well, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights are trending this morning and uh, wow, what a game that was. I'm trying to find... uh, the final call. Is this it right here? Yeah. They talk about dreaming. No, that's nope. not it. That's not it. That's uh, not up it. here. here, here. Thank the silver you. trophy to the Golden Knights. That was just incredible. The Vegas Golden Knights clinched the Stanley Cup championship with a 9-3 Game 5 victory over the Florida Panthers. Jonathan Marchessault won the Conn Smythe Trophy as playoff MVP after leading the Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup, which was so fitting as he was one of the franchise's original players, one of the misfits. He led the Golden Knights with 13 goals and ranked second with 25 points during their playoff run. This one ending on a winning note, unlike five years ago when they lost in the final. Final. Coach Bruce Cassidy also, in a nod to the Knights' brief history, started the five of the original Misfits. Marcia So, William Carlson, Riley Smith, Shea Theodore, and Braden McNabb. And then he put the six, William Carrier, on the second shift. And Cassidy sounded really confident the day before that his team would play well. And boy, did they ever. They, uh, they got nine goals and just blowed the, open that lead uh, there at the end. That is the record for the most in a cup final. Insiders are saying expect a parade announcement very soon. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about that. Like I said, Marcia, so he was uh, he was the, not only winning the Stanley Cup with his team, but he got the Conn Smythe. And this was him with his sons after his sons and daughters um, after the game when they met up on the ice. <laughs> Hey, we won, buddy. 
We're winners. That just oh. gets you. And here at the end of uh, what's trending, stick around because we're going to play for you that emotional uh, audio from the NHL talking about how they went from misfits to champions. We've we played it a couple times this morning. We keep getting requests for it. So it'll be the final time that we play here at the end of what's trending. Also trending this morning is Olivia Rodrigo. The singer is back. Welcome back, Olivia, because it's been a while. She announced a brand new single called Vampire. She made a post on social media with artwork that showed a black and white shot of Olivia with two purple band-aids on her neck. This is going to be her first song since her 2021 album Sour. A press release said Vampire is the sound of an artist firmly in control, imbued with a sense of maturity and bold confidence. With Vampire, she is poised to begin an exciting new chapter. The song will be out on June 30th. And then finally this morning, General Mills, they just announced that things are going to get a little scarier in this cereal aisle. They are known for their monster cereals like Frankenberry and Booberry and Count Chocula. And now they're adding a new monster to their lineup for the first time in 35 years. Her name is Carmela Creeper. And she's a green zombie who is apparently related to Frankenberry. And they say that Carmela is ready to shake things up at the Monsters Haunted Mansion with her limited edition cereal featuring caramel apple flavored pieces with colored monster marshmallows. They're going to also release a... a mashup, if you will. Uh, it's called the Monster Mash Remix Cereal. So it has all of those flavors in one, plus two limited edition flavors that they had back in the day, Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy. It, again, it's called Monster Mash Remix Cereal. Look for both in stores soon. And that is what's trending. And as promised, just uh, paying tribute to our Vegas Golden Knights, the NHL did a great job in putting this together taking you back to last night and realizing that we are now the home of the Stanley Cup. Congratulations, Vegas Golden Knights, and to all their fans. They talk about dreaming. The Golden Knights are going to make that dream a reality. A devotion to destiny. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.